You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 152. It is our WrestleMania 34 preview show. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, what a, what a day it's been. So much to talk about. And so much we can talk about. Exactly. Exactly. WrestleMania 34. I will be 34 years old this year. This is WrestleMania 34. It's all over. <laughs> Uh, let's just generally speak. Let's speak in generalities. Are you excited for WrestleMania this year? There are things on WrestleMania that I am excited for. Yes. How's that? How's that for a political answer? That's a pretty political answer. I can say for myself, and really, I just wanted to talk about me. Um, <laughs> this is why, why I framed the question that way. I'm more. I'm. I'm probably looking forward to this show more than I was a year ago. But it doesn't feel... I think the last Mania that really felt like a big WrestleMania that I was actually excited for was 31, where Sting wrestled. Yeah, that's that seems pretty accurate. Um, that felt like the last big-time Mania match. Like, the, you can only see it at this show. Um, Sting coming in felt like a really big deal. Uh, you had the Roman and Brock match, which ended with famously ended on that last draw with them having a tug of war. Um, <laughs> yeah. You had uh, eventually, obviously, on the show itself, you ended up having the the Rock and Ronda Rousey versus Hunter yeah, and Hunter and Steph confrontation. It was there's a lot of big stuff. You had Daniel Bryan winning the ladder match. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah, that that was a good show. And then 32 teams where they, they started to get really long. Yeah. Um and and just sort of impossible to to care about or at a certain point and I am 32 I just remember it being like 11:45 p.m. and Triple H having Roman Reigns in like a leg vice or something <laughs> and yeah. me wanting to take a shotgun to my television. <laughs> um and then uh yeah, yeah, I think to a certain extent they just start to uh to blend together a little bit, but like I said, there are things on this show that I think are going to be really good. But yes, length is going to be an issue uh, for this, or as uh, as you mentioned on our last show, any show that really goes over, you know, the three and a half hour mark is generally going to have these issues. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let's let's just talk about the card match by match. Uh, the pre-show, the Andre the Giant, ugh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> who's the who's the favorite to win this? Uh, uh, Lonnie Donigan. <laughs> so, is it is it just a fourteen guy battle royal? I mean, I assume it'll just be every like every tag team and ev- just everybody who's not in another match. So, I assume like the Ascension and the Fashion Police and uh, the Revival and uh, Kurt Hawkins and anybody that's not working yeah anyone who's not working the main show will be in it. i'm sure they'll get bodies to fill it up I'm, i think there's gonna be nxt guys in it they're doing i think they're doing some kind of tournament at axis to and like uh 
and one, at least one NXT guy will be in it. I know Kelly and Dane was in it last year. Um, so they, they'll, yeah, I think they'll just they'll take bodies from wherever they can get it. I would assume and and put it in there. Remember, remember that one year Tatanka just showed up in it. Yes, yes. and they didn't. And nobody noticed he was in it until like three quarters of the way through the match. Yes, yes, they're they're not very good at at some things there. <laughs> Also on the pre-show, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. It's going to be a lot of women from all of the brands in WWE. I'm expecting NXT people. I'm expecting one or two uh, legends to come back for this. It, it would be probably a little more impactful if they hadn't done the same thing two months ago. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. Oh, and Eve Torres is pregnant, by the way. That's why she wasn't in the Royal Rumble. Like it's like oh now it makes sense oh yeah good I was worried <laughs> we're talking about you Torres <laughs> on the WrestleMania preview show because I'm terrible <laughs> at steering this ship. Well, continue. Well, the WrestleMania wins Battle Royal. Uh, who wins? I think you. I think we. I think we've discussed this on the Take Two Takedown show, and we'll get to those guys in a minute, but. Yeah, uh, I think I think probably it's probably Becky Lynch. Um, they pushed her real hard on uh, on SmackDown in the last few weeks, um, and th- I mean there, there doesn't seem to be a really clear winner. I guess it could be Sasha or Bailey, but um, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like it. I don't want to say it doesn't matter because that feels like I'm being pat- patronizing to them or the opposite of patronizing i'm dismissive of them um but it's yeah i mean i i, I think becky if I, if you wanted me to make a prediction i would say I, I would say becky lynch is still the pick i was thinking of uh any other ideas from you i'm gonna go with sasha banks to win the wrestlemania women's battle royal oh really that's weird uh, the finals of the WWE Cruiserweight Championship Tournament will take place also on the pre-show, at least as of this uh, recording here. They like to shuffle the match order at the last minute on us <laughs> every year. But as we're recording this today, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali will wrestle for the Cruiserweight title vacated by, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Lonnie Donegan, I believe. I think it was Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric and Mustafa Ali for the cruiserweight title. Mustafa is one of the more creative guys in the company. Cedric is really good and pretty over, given that he's on two or five live. Um, <laughs> he's he's always over at at the live show, at the live events. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think Cedric's probably winning here. Um, they put a lot of TV time even before uh, Voldemort. Was uh, had to drop the title. Um, <laughs> he, uh, they were they were pushing pretty hard that he he had never gotten the chance to win the title and that this was you know this was co- coming up was going to be his big moment and uh, but uh, yeah so I, I think I think Cedric is the time to pull the trigger on him and I like I like Mustafa Ali as you mentioned from an athletic standpoint from a you know a work rate standpoint he's probably one of the better guys in the whole company, but uh, it doesn't feel like he has the steam behind him that Cedric does. All right. Well, as we run down the rest of this show, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Mustafa Ali on that one, by the way. Um, I know we're not really, it doesn't really matter, but 
um i just feel like i feel like mustaf it's they're gonna they're gonna go with mustaf ali uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon are wrestling Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So is Daniel Bryan going to lose his first match back? <laughs> I think so. I think, I think, well, I think Shane's going to lose the match for him, but um, I will say they were very careful to mention on, on SmackDown this week that if, if Kevin and Sami lose, they will remain banned from all SmackDown live arenas. So, mm-hmm. There is always that possibility that they could just show up on Raw on Monday. Um, and I don't think that's impossible. Uh, but my thought is Shane had a real-life medical scare, plus you had him get beat down, plus he's not a regular wrestler. Although I guess technically neither is Daniel Bryan at this point. Um, but So you do have an out if you just want to have Kevin and, and Sammy win, but... I mean, you the the point you raise being that this is Daniel Bryan's first match back. This is probably the most heavily pushed thing on SmackDown, uh, and has been for for the last month. Which, of course, it is. It's it's for, Shane McMahon for it's, six so months. Course, the top, you know, the top baby face on the show is Shane McMahon. So, of course, he will be. Uh, uh, his program is the top program on the show and has been since, I mean, him and, him and Owens. When when did he and Owens have that Hell in a Cell match? Was that 1936 or? It was October. Yeah, it was it's a long time ago. Six months ago. It was a long time ago. They did, they did a video package on this week's SmackDown where they, they showed the footage of Kevin Owens uh, headbutting Vince. And I felt like I, I felt like that was. It felt I I knew it was a long time ago, but I've it, this feud has been going on for so long that you could have told me it happened like three weeks ago, and I probably would have believed you, <laughs> because SmackDown has been standing still for about six months now. Um, but no, I think yeah. So I guess I don't. I think for for the sake of argument, I'll just say Kevin and Sammy can pin Shane. And then, you know, Brian and Shane can lay them out after the match and, and still lead the big yes chant afterwards. Um, do you have a, a different opinion or do you see this going a different way? No, I think I think Shane gets pinned. I think I think that's how it goes. And Brian goes on to, <laughs> Brian goes on to feud with Owens and or Zane for a while. Um, or Shane even. Yeah, I was going to say Shane turns, but that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so, and you know, I think it six months is an awful lot of time to put into a swerve, and that's just usually not how they do things. Like they're not above doing a swerve, but not after six months of build like that. So I think yeah, Shane probably loses. You know, I, I was thinking about this, and you know, you kind of half jokingly said Shane's the top babyface on SmackDown, but it's not a joke. And I know you're not joking because it's he's a hundred percent been the top babyface on SmackDown for. <laughs> for the last six months and i thought you know is this just like a recent thing and then i was uh, laying around just watching wwe network a few months ago and they have uh i had never seen the shane kurt angle king of the ring match the famous one where they both got concussed and yes and uh, i'm watching that and i'm listening to the commentary and i'm i think it was jr and paul Heyman on commentary i believe i think you're right yes and jr i mean this has been going on for 17 or 18 years now. JR was, and I'm sure whether it was a directive or he was just, you know, uh, puckering up and, and kissing some butt, uh, 
they were putting Shane McMahon over as like the toughest man that ever lived. <laughs> Which is especially funny because wasn't at that point Shane, this was still during the invasion, wasn't it? You know, it, it's it's all a little fuzzy. I honestly don't remember if that was 2000 or 2001. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I could be wrong. But well, it's I think... one, yeah, it's till one because Heyman was on commentary. Yes. Okay. So I don't know. If, I don't know how deep they were into the invasion, but theoretically, Shane is now a competitor, and the and so it would make sense if Paul Heyman was putting over Shane, and and Ross was sort of you know maybe begrudgingly putting him over because he's you know he's he's hanging with Kurt, but um, as preposterous as that sentence is. The idea that Shane McMahon could hang with like two thousand Kurt Angle in any sort of athletic competition. I don't think I don't think Shane could win a game of badminton against two thousand Kurt Angle. But um but yeah, uh that's he's that's always the story. And it's one of the reasons when people say, Well, you know, a guy like when when AJ and Shane wrestled last year, it's like, hey, this is a big spot. AJ's wrestling the boss's son, he's in a featured match, it's good for him, it'll make him a bigger star. And you look at it, it's like, but the point of the match is never to make the guy who Shane is wrestling into a bigger star. The point is always, as you mentioned, going back decades is to put over how tough and brave and courageous Shane McMahon is. And that's what they do. And, uh, you know, now he's 50 and they're still doing it. Well, another byproduct of that, though, is there is a little bit of that thing where it was the same idea when Punk got really over and the first thing they did was feed him to Triple H. <laughs> the mindset there is, okay, we'll let you in the club, but you you got to you got to wrestle one of us and, you know, we'll give you the rub and then <laughs> and then you'll be then you'll be in the club. You know what I mean? So like AJ wrestling Shane last year was like, okay, that was Vince's seal of approval. All right. You're my guy now. I I believe in you <laughs> because you've worked with you've worked with one of us now. It's like that, I swear that's the mindset. It was the mindset when they fed Punk the Triple H. I'm sure. I mean, I I know you're right, and it's just like I said, and I and maybe for some fans, for the casual fan, just seeing a guy go in there, and at the very least, AJ got to pin Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon's <laughs> won very little since he's been back. Has he won at all? Uh, he lost to Taker. He lost to Owens. He lost to AJ. Uh, <laughs> There's been the Survivor Series matches he's been in, but I don't really remember him. He got he, lost. Con- he got concussed out of the first one, and right. I and don't. He got pinned by Triple H. I don't remember Triple that H. second one at all. Kurt, no Triple H pedigreed Kurt, and Shane pinned Kurt, and then he pedigreed Shane, and <laughs> Triple H pinned Shane. Stupidest. This one, one Triple H shot three <laughs> angles for himself in one in one night. Um, <sighs> you know, like you do. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's, that's a different topic. Um, but yes, you're right. But that being said, uh, what, what were we talking about, Shane and Shane and Brian versus, versus Owens? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anymore. We just I think we gave our prediction for that. I think we already gave our prediction for that. So let's not repeat ourselves. Let's just move on. Uh, the Usos are going to wrestle the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown tag titles on this program. Feels like feels like uh, maybe the Bludgeon Brothers get the titles. What do you think? 
Yeah, that makes that makes as much sense to me as anything. Uh, you've been pushing them as monsters. They've had the the two babyface teams repeatedly back off from the one heel team, um, and obviously they, at the uh, at the fast lane show they did that that sort of crazy beating of you know of the Bludgeon Brothers laying out both teams. So it certainly feels like yeah, you push you push the Bludgeon Brothers, they win the titles, and then. Uh, hey, maybe you bring up somebody like the Authors of Pain, and you have yourself a big a big Haas tag tag feud for a while, um, or uh, or something like that. There's uh, there's potential there, but Usos have been champs for a very long time, and it certainly seems like at least on this brand that they're sort of out of fresh things to do once they've done the Bludgeon Brothers feud. So, yeah, I I would say this is the the Bludgeon Brothers match to win. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus are going to wrestle Braun and a partner to be determined. I thought what they did with Braun on Raw was pretty lame, but he's over enough that it didn't hurt him. Uh, the the brains Strowman thing, yeah, I th- thought was just the dirt worst. Um, How hard do you think Vince McMahon was laughing during that? Like he, I'm sure he doesn't get a lot of comedy other places in his life. So, like that's like. <laughs> the height of of comedy to him i'm sure <laughs> so, brains <laughs> and brawn <Ha! laughs> like cole cabana saying he was a comedy wrestler and vince saying what like jackie gleason who what like jackie gleason oh man that's amazing i'd never heard that before yeah cole cabana was famously explaining himself to vince mcmahon <laughs> Well, I'm I'm like a comedy wrestler. <laughs> what, like Jackie Gleason? <laughs> it's tremendous. Oh man, you can't make this stuff up. No, what a what a preposterous man. Um, so I don't know. A lot of rumblings about Big Show maybe this week. Uh, Bobby Lashley coming in. It it appears. Um, who do you think ends up as Braun's partner? And uh, are they going to put the tag titles on Mister Strowman? I think so, and uh, yeah, I mean, Big Show. Big Show seems to make sense. Um, I mean, there's there's other swerves out there, as you mentioned. Lashley probably coming in. You've got Joe, a theoretical healthy scratch, um, uh, waiting to come back. If you want to do the Big Hoss team, uh, you can. You can certainly. There's plenty of options for that. There's always the comedy options. Um, of somebody like, uh, I mean, it seemed like they were they were pretty much told you on Raw Monday that they're not having it be Hawkins. Yeah. So, uh, but th- I mean, there are other comedy options, I guess, if they wanted. But uh, yeah, I I think Big Show makes us, you know, that that's fine. I guess it's not doesn't light my world on fire, but nothing the Big Show has done has lit my world on fire since 1998. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, he had a good cage match with Braun right before he left. That's like if, true. If that was his last match, <laughs> what a way to go out, you know? But nah, he's back for more. <laughs> I mean, if someone's like, I want to pay you half a million dollars to basically never leave your feet and get a push. Oh, forever, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. don't I don't begrudge the guy. I don't think you are either. But um, yeah, not not the most exciting choice. But Big Show makes the most sense to me of, of the people that have been mentioned. Yeah, I th- I think that's what they'll do. Just because I've been watching Vince McMahon for my whole my entire life, uh, I've been watching Vince McMahon's television most of my life. Uh, but 
I mean, I'll... it's like it's like when you watch a Mike Shanahan coach team and you know he's going to call a quarterback draw. <laughs> exactly down 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 around the goal line. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the only, I mean, Elias too. I think that would kind of turn Elias babyface, and I think that's inevitable. But I still feel like there's some mileage left in Elias as a heel, so I wouldn't do that yet. Yeah, and it seems to me they were. They, the announcers were talking like he's going to Elias is going to perform on the show, so I would assume that's the spot where some legends, whether or not that's Dwayne or Austin or Shawn Michaels or whoever, uh, somebody will come out and interrupt him. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I don't think it's Elias yet. But I think I think you're right about that. I think the crowd the night after WrestleMania might might single handedly turn Elias babyface. Yeah, that's that's a dangerous one though. They're gonna do the Bizarro World speech at the beginning of Raw though, so <laughs> to let you know that none of this matters. And they have cool hip Corey Graves delivering how how no one ever boos Roman Reigns except for tonight. He better be careful. He really better be careful. I like Graves. I well I did until about two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he's real close to jumping the shark for me. He did make a BoJack Horseman reference this week, which warmed my heart slightly towards him. So we might be doing a double turn on Graves right here. (laughs) We might. I did like his thing about uh, he he didn't recognize Braun Strowman until he took the glasses off. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) That was hilarious. (laughs) He has moments. Yeah, sure. Um, The United States title. Randy Orton versus Bob Roode versus Jinder Mahal versus Rusev. Like, nothing against any of these guys. I like Randy. I think Randy's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Bobby Roode is really, really good. Jinder, meh. And Rusev has gotten himself over. So, it feels... I don't know. I I just... I don't know why this is on WrestleMania. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why is this on WrestleMania at the expense of something that I don't know I would be interested in because Randy want because we got to have a match for Randy <laughs> because Randy Orton will be as long as Randy Orton stays in the shape that he is in and has the amount of hair on his head that he has <laughs> Vince McMahon will always love him and Triple H will always love him uh so yeah I th- that and again, everybody gets on the show, and and Randy Orton's too big of a star, and I guess currently Bobby Roode is is also too big of a star, and to to be in the battle royal, so uh, you gotta you gotta put him somewhere. Uh, I mean, people are just gonna chant Rusev Day, uh, and I mean, I I would hope this goes like under under ten minutes um, with entrances, but. We'll we'll see. I yeah, I would hope this didn't get a ton of time, but I mean people people love chanting Rusev Day and you'll get some some fun entrances. I think, you know, Bobby Roode's entrance in front of that crowd is gonna be pretty awesome. But uh yeah, once 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 the bell rings, I'm not super excited about it. The Miz versus Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental title. I um I understand the importance of having someone like the Miz and I think Vince McMahon does too. And um, I just wish it weren't this The Miz. I don't know. Like, he, he's a really good promo. He seems like a nice guy. I'm sure he and Maurice are going to make good parents. <laughs> um, but he's a heel. 
And he, I don't know why he's sharing a ring with Rollins and Balor. I don't know. I'm gonna just gonna predict Balor wins the Intercontinental title. Um, kind of taking it back to you know the more the work the workhorse days of that title, of the the guys that are maybe more over than the than the level of their push, but for whatever reason Vince doesn't want to uh, make <laughs> world champion. I think maybe Balor wins the Intercontinental title there, but. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on the Miz, Rollins, Balor, the Intercontinental title match? Yeah, I like Miz as a talker. I don't like that the Miz has come out and basically cut the same promo every week for like a year about how he's undervalued and how he's the greatest champion of all time and how he demands respect. And it's like, that's a fine little heel gimmick. But he's talking about how he's overlooked or he's underpushed. It's like, one, you're the you're the intercontinental champion and like you had chance, like he was in the elimination chamber for a chance to go to WrestleMania. He's complaining about not main eventing WrestleMania, which is fine for a heel to do, but then you need Balor or, or Rollins or some other baby face or perhaps a baby face announcer. If there is such a thing to go, well, the Miz had a chance to main event WrestleMania and he failed, you know, because that in storyline should be what it is, is that, the Miz is a great wrestler and a great talker and a great star, but he's not on. He's not in the main event because he lost. Like it should be a very simple, straightforward thing for a babyface to point out, but it's it's not. And so we get this sort of semi shoot thing from the Miz pretty repeatedly. And I hate Bo Dallas and I hate Curtis Axel and I don't ever want to see him on my television again. I want them both fired. And <laughs> I hate the Miz Taraj as a unit. It's just awful. It's yeah. like the Miz when he had Maurice and he was like the Hollywood guy and he was afraid of getting hit in the face or back when he had Mizdow was like a really funny, entertaining character. But now that we're like serious Mike overlooked <laughs> main eventer in the in in the making, I'm just I, I just I my eyes glaze over when I see the Miz. It's the same way I feel about seeing Seamus most weeks. It's the way it's not it's a lesser he the way I feel about Miz and Seamus is a lesser extent of the way I feel about Ziggler in the way that I've just, I've seen them for too long and there's nothing left. You know, I can't, I'm not interested in it anymore. There's nothing they can really do to make me interested just because they've been around for so long. That being said, yeah, Balor wins. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like that comes across as I hate the Miz or I'm trying to be cool and not like the Miz because everybody else likes the Miz. God bless him. I'm very glad he's successful. I just don't. I just don't want to see him do the exact same thing every week forever. I don't want to see anybody do the exact same thing repeatedly for six months. Like it just it doesn't interest me. Third from the top on this WrestleMania show. Actually, that's not true. We need to talk about what the hell's going on with John Cena and the Undertaker. Huh. Possibly uh, third from the top on this show. Possibly going on last on this show. Possibly going on next to last on this show. Possibly being the opener. What the hell are they doing with John Cena and The Undertaker? This is like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And, like it's It's such a weird, like, we got to work the sheets. And <laughs> we don't want to just announce the match. Because everybody's known this match was coming for, like most of a year um and so we're trying to work we're trying to work everybody to make them think they really want it and i'm sure i'm sure john cena will be sitting in the crowd 
at some point during WrestleMania, and then he'll get in the ring and say, I'm going to give it one last chance. You know, call out The Undertaker, and then Kid Rock will come out and sing American Badass, and The Undertaker will refuse to take a knee, and <laughs> we'll, we'll get our match. But, like, it's just, it's so weird. Like, And I get the idea that, oh, people are watching Raw, people will stick around to see, you know, people will watch the show because they think, you know, it's, it's the old, uh, the Eric Bischoff, when he challenged Vince McMahon to a match and WWF's lawyers said that because Bischoff said that it wasn't happening, that meant everyone thought it was going to happen. And so they would buy the pay-per-view to see it. Like, I guess that's what they're going with. That like, well, we've pushed it so hard, but most people will still know that it is coming or will think that it's coming, but then we still put some doubt. So the, the, the unknown will draw even more eyeballs to it, but to me, it's like if you're trying to get casual fans who aren't watching Raw or aren't watching SmackDown or don't watch YouTube clips, put a giant billboard somewhere with John Cena and The Undertaker's faces on it, and that might get a couple extra eyeballs on your product if you announce 100%, yes, this match is happening. Right? Like, am I... <laughs> right. <Can't you> just <laughs> run a commercial on, Sp- on SportsCenter this week. Now, I know that apparently they have determined that it would not be cost effective for them to run a commercial for the WWE network with like Austin and, you know, old footage of Austin and the undertaker and rock and whatever, um, or, you know, dusty roads, Ric Flair, whatever. Like if, if it were, if I ran the, you know, if I ran their marketing budget, I would have commercials on ESPN all the time. But that being said, yes, this week I would run, I'd be running commercials on, ESPN, and if you insist on doing this network is free for new subscribers gimmick uh, to try to inflate your numbers um, post-mania for your post-mania conference call, fine. I would, as you said, I would put just a giant pictures of John Cena and The Undertaker with free for new subscribers on it and run it (laughs) on ESPN all week. Yeah. So it's it's maddening. Like I just I don't understand other than trying like I'm trying to understand a logic or understand a strategy beyond like we just are trying to fool like Dave Meltzer and Mike Johnson and guys like that. Like well, try to really con- convince them. Like and what's the point of that? And then he shows up and it's like, haha, he was here. Okay. Well, maybe more people would have thought again. I just keep going back to that, like, because I think there are people that will watch WrestleMania if they hear about a match, even if they don't, even if they aren't regular fans anymore, if they aren't checking Twitter or the YouTube clips to see what the what's been going on on Raw. But if they hear, oh, hey, John Cena and the Undertaker are going to be in the ring together on on Sunday, you know, at the last minute they might go yeah, I am going to order that, or I am going to download the app on my smart TV or whatever. Like, I think that's, I, it's just weird, man. I I can't think of a weirder build or a weirder idea for a build ever for, for a big-time match like this. Now, just to play devil's advocate, and I played devil's advocate on this show, I don't know, two or three weeks ago. It, it could be any number of a thousand things. <laughs> any number of a thousand <laughs> things. Um, what if he's not doing the match? What if he really isn't doing the match? What if, yes, he shows up, but he just tombstone scene or whatever. He decides, I can't do a match. I can do a tombstone. I can do a spot. I can do a cameo. 
but I'm not doing a match. And what if that's the reason that they're not advertising the match? Could, couldn't you have advertised it as like a confrontation or something then? Oh, sure. That's what they did when, you know, after right after Flair retired and they decided they just had to bring him back. <laughs> um, <laughs> they advertised like uh, a confrontation with, I think, Orton and Jericho and he or, you know, one week was with Orton and then. I think he did another thing with Jericho where he did a bunch of spots in the ring, but it wasn't a match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get what you mean by that. Like they feel like it would be disingenuous or false advertising if they said, yeah, he's going to be there and he's going to wrestle, but they feel like they can still give the fans what they're looking for. I mean, I don't think that's, that's not impossible, but I mean, that's not, I feel like there, there would have been a change in verbiage if that was, if that was what they were doing. If, John Cena just said, hey, I don't, you know, would have said something and I was like, I don't even need a match. I just want you to show up so I can beat your ass or something like that. Like, like, are you even going to show up? Would you even care enough to be in, to get in the ring and, and, and acknowledge me? Like they could have done that um, if, if that was the case. So, I mean, I mean, it's been very clear that he wanted a match. So, I mean, I guess it's not impossible, but that's, I mean, that's not in my gut where this is, where this is headed. If, like, if he's not going to be there, I guess they can go, well, we told you he wasn't going to be there. <laughs> we really told you. Um, but I mean, clearly there, I mean, but the way it's the it's the weird backwards world of pro wrestling that they, they've hit it so hard that apparently Undertaker's not going to be here, that most people think, yeah, he's definitely going to be there and he's definitely going <laughs> to wrestle. <laughs> What a world. What a wonderful world. Uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE title. A lot of people expect this to seal, to steal the show. I don't know physically what Nakamura has left. And I know there's been all this mystery surrounding, oh, is AJ Styles injured? Yes, he's injured. What's his injury? No one knows. He tweaked his knee in that tag match with uh, Rusev like two or three weeks ago. Like I saw it immediately. He he flipped and he landed on his knee and he tweaked it. And I think people thought it was a sell job, but it's like, no, he tweaked his knee. <laughs> like that's what, I knew it as soon as he did it. Um, but anyway, uh, Styles and Nakamura physically, I don't know what these guys have in the tank. Um, they're absolutely going to, or AJ is absolutely going to try to have the best match of the night, but I don't know what Nakamura has left. So I don't have, match of the weekend or match of the night expectations for this do you not exactly i mean we've the the hardest we've seen nakamura work was uh i think think it was survivor series or something where he was in the ring with balor where he really like they went um they went as fast as you can imagine and did a bunch of really cool spots and but of course that was a, a 90 second sprint yeah as as a part of a match and not a a 25 minute you know, heavyweight championship wrestling match. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, Nakamura, obviously, he had the great match with Zayn when he came in. But a lot of that, I think, was was crowd reaction as much as anything else. Um, I mean, and maybe that's okay. And I'm not, I'm not begrudging anybody. If the crowd is so over that these guys can do half of what they used to do or used to be able to do and still get, you know, this giant, a giant reaction from a giant crowd, then I mean, good for them. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, when I'm thinking what's going to be the best match of this weekend, 
I'm thinking maybe it's it's Gargano and Ciampa. Maybe it's even maybe it's not even not a WWE match. Maybe it's it's something you know. Maybe it's it's Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes or something. I don't know. Like I don't know what what the best match of the weekend is going to be. But I would not. This would not be in first place in my what what would you predict the best week best match of the of the weekend is going to be. Now that being said, I still think it's going to be really good and really fun and and entertaining. So I mean. If if the criticism after the match is it was not the best wrestling match I've ever seen, then uh, that's that's okay. But uh, yeah, it's it is a little bit of a question mark in that way. I think you, I think you're right to have uh, tempered expectations for it. All right, two matches left to discuss. Oh, I think Nakamura is going to win. By the way, if we didn't say that. Oh, good good call. Yeah, I think so too. I think AJ's going raw. Um. And I don't think they're going to make a, a blue universal title. So I expect that title to remain on Raw. Uh, so yeah, Nakamura wins the title, stays on SmackDown. I think AJ goes to Raw. Um, two matches left. Two matches left to break down. One will go on last. One will not. Who does Vince McMahon love more? His daughter and son-in-law or Roman Reigns? Uh, we, have, we have Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey wrestling Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, a mixed tag. Stephanie McMahon could become the first woman to headline WrestleMania. And we have Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar. The um, fourth straight year, Roman Reigns will go on last (laughs) at WrestleMania. He will meet event WrestleMania if, in fact, that one goes on last. It's another coronation for Roman. Could be the last time we see Brock for a while. These are the two matches... Yeah, probably with the most interest on this show. Yeah, how do you see them going? Which one goes on last? What do you think of the last angles they did for them on Raw? I don't know. What are your thoughts on the top two matches? Uh, I liked most of what they did on Raw. Um, uh, I thought they did a, a pretty creative job of letting Steph get one over on Ronda without making Ronda look like too much of a goof. Um, and... Uh, I thought that was good. They didn't hit tandem pedigrees. I'm shocked and a little sad. Gotta say something for the match. You're right. You're right. And there's always that chance that that's the finish. Um, Oh, man, that would be great, wouldn't it? (laughs) If Steph and Hunter just hit tandem pedigrees and won. We're probably going to watch the show together at my house, probably. You can jump up and and high. We're going to jump up and high five if that happens. Yeah, that would be great. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think I think uh, as far as the Ronda Ronda match goes, that's that's a really good point. It's, on one hand, they do like to seem to have modern guys break records, like we talked about. The Miz is apparently in, encroaching on somebody's like total days as champion record. So uh, I mean, they seem to like to uh, to have modern people break records. I don't know why. I guess it makes them <laughs> feel like this is this era is just as good as those older eras and we can prove it by having guys. So the fact, you know, Roman could be the guy who main events, the most manias ever or something. Maybe that would be like something that they would be interested in, in doing. But, uh, but I, I think, yeah, I think Stephanie McMahon's going to be the first woman to ever main event WrestleMania. Um, I think <laughs> because who else would it be? Charlotte or, or Oscar or, 
or Sasha or Alexa Bliss or Nia Jax? No. Oh, we forgot to talk about Alexa and Nia, by the way. Um, oh, good lord! <laughs> we forgot to talk about Conan. What? <laughs> we got to talk about Connor. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, yes, this is a. Uh, I I think I think so. I think Steph and Stephen Hunter and and Kurt and Ronda is going on last. I think Kurt and Ronda are going to each lock in a submission hold, and the the McMahon Helmsleys are going to tap out. Uh, I think Roman's going to win clean with the spear in the main event. I mean, not the main event, the the semi main, and uh, and well, as you mentioned, his his fourth coronation in in four <laughs> years will uh, will begin will will begin anew, and uh, and we'll we'll try it again next year when. Uh, I don't know who's left. Is, is they going to get Punk to come back to put Roman over next year? I mean, who's aren't a lot of guys left to bring back to uh, to put Roman over? But uh, I I like Roman Reigns. I don't know why I'm so sarcastic about him. I like that guy. He's he's very talented. He's very talented. Um, anyway, but yes, I think I think Roman's winning. I think Ronda and Kurt are winning. I think Ronda and Kurt's going on last. Uh, what about you? I I think Roman and Brock go on last. And uh, but I agree with the finishes, uh, both finishes you discussed there. We didn't talk about either women's title match because, <laughs> oh, because apparently I had a brain aneurysm sometime during the recording of this show. Well, Charlotte somehow La- for you, it seems like it's best that we save the women's matches for last. <laughs> How dare you, uh, Charlotte and Asuka for the SmackDown women's title? Um, Asuka, yeah, I think so. Um, there is, as you pointed out, the I think you pointed this out about a month ago, the idea of the genetically superior blonde hair, blue eyed woman <laughs> wrestling the foreigner is uh I, I wouldn't blame you for being nervous if you were an Oscar <laughs> fan, let's just say that. Uh, we, we we like to mention very often Vince McMahon has a type and Charlotte is boy is she ever that type. Um but now I think I think Asuka, I think we've talked about this so and uh, we talked about it when we did our preview on the Take Two Takedown show. We've talked about it on our own show. I think I think there's there's something down the line they're going to do Asuka and Asuka and Ronda and to do that I think both people need to be undefeated for a while. So, I think I think that's maybe uh so yeah, I think I think Asuka's winning that. What about you? I agree. I just I still have a question especially after watching uh, Charlotte and Natalia on SmackDown this week. Are we sure Charlotte's good? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we made a lot of assumptions when she was in there with like Becky and Sasha and Bailey and, and Natalia for that matter. And Natalia. Absolutely. She had, you know, probably the best match of her career with Natalia. And I think we just assume, you know, she's Rick Flair's daughter. She's a good athlete. She's been in the business, you know, four or five years now. Um, it's got, it's like, she's, she's good. Oh yeah, she's good. Are we sure she's good? I'm not sure she's good because I thought her match with Natalia this week, they, it was clunky. I, she had a match with, uh, I think she's wrestled the whole riot squad over the last few months and she has those like matches. times. Yeah. Those matches have ranged from meh to bad. And I don't, always think it's the fault of her opponent like are we sure charlotte's good i've seen charlotte have good matches um she had good matches i mean as you as you of all people know she had 
some good matches with Sasha Banks. Generally, when they were allowed to use plunder and like wrestle all over the building, it was really good. And then they had that Hell in a Cell match where things weren't so good. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they, I, 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 that's a good question. Um, I like I like Charlotte as a character for the most part. Like I think she has good presence and uh, you know is is a is an okay talker. But I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. If you want to say like, I don't know if on her own she's a great worker. I think she can be in there with people that make her look very good, and she can have good matches. But I mean, I I don't necessarily think you're totally off on on this. If your if your point is that maybe she's she was she was anointed to be the top woman in the WWE under Stephanie, of course, um, <laughs> you know, two or three years ago. And she is, and she was uh, basically in the Alexa bliss, the spot Alexa bliss is in now where she was the, the raw women's champion who was a heel who won all our matches clean. Yeah. And then they moved her smack down and turned her baby face. And, you know, she mostly still wins all her matches clean. Um, but yeah, I think that's fair. I think when you're when she's in there with someone the skill level of Natalia or Becky Lynch, or or even someone like Paige or someone uh, that you know that that has something Sasha Bailey those type of people, yeah, that she can be really good. But as you mentioned, when she's in there with when she needs to be the driving force or the tempo setter of a match, when she's in there with a Sarah Logan or someone who doesn't have much or in some cases any experience working you know long wwe television matches yeah that's i think that's a fair point i think i don't think you're totally off base or really off base at all with that thank you thank you thank you yeah i don't hear i don't hear a lot of people making that point and so i'd like to make it uh naya and alexa i thought naya's video package or her interview with renee this week on raw I thought it was hilarious. I don't think <laughs> I, I don't think it was intended to be comedy, uh, but Nia Jax is wrestling Alexa Bliss, and much like we mentioned earlier in the "Who does Vince love more, his, <laughs> his daughter or Roman Reigns?" Who does Vince love more, a blonde woman or a cousin of The Rock? <laughs> uh, obviously, this is set up, up for Nia to win, uh, but uh, just want to make it official. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Nia's going to win. I think there are options, it seems. And uh, maybe you can answer this because you pay attention uh, to huh? her segments a little more. Um, did Sasha turn heel on Monday? I I thought she turned heel at Elimination Chamber. And then yeah. and then I thought she turned heel last week. <laughs> and, right. and then I thought she was definitely being heelish on Monday. But I thought Bailey was an even bigger heel in that segment. <laughs> or, well, Sasha no, did I grab say, Bailey by the face. That was totally a heel move, and I shouldn't say that Bailey was a bigger heel. Bailey just reacted because uh, the, the heel did something to her. But the crowd, uh, they I, no, I guess they did react to Bailey as the baby face in that segment. I don't know. Well, it was more like they 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 reacted. They did like the ooh, like they did like the little ooh and ah when when they when Sasha grabbed her by the face, and then they sort of applauded politely when they <laughs> when they got into the brawl. Um, I think they were just applauding violence, though. I'm not sure they were necessarily for or against anyone in the segment because that's how fair. how could you decide who's the who's 
the babe. Well, I mean, it's pretty clear, but I know. mean, you could just go by who's more likable. But anyway, um, <laughs> how damn, that was dare mean. you? That was just mean. How dare you? That was just mean on my part. Um, my birthday of all days. <laughs> but I would say that you you probably have options. You can have uh, Naya defend the title against Alexa in a rematch. You can have her move on to wrestle Sasha or Mickey or the Absolution Group. Oof. You've got a lot. You've got a lot of options for a babyface champion. Um, I don't see a long Naya reign just because the monster, as we mentioned, with somebody like Braun. The monster is not generally the world champion for long, whether they're a baby face or a heel. But, uh, I mean, yeah, in the short term, at least you have options. You, know, you have heel challengers to feed Denaya for a little bit um, before you give your, before you get, before she drops the belt to the next pretty blonde woman who will hold the title for another year. <laughs> um, Liv Morgan? I mean, just out of, just I mean, yeah. Of elimination. I mean, eventually, I mean, there's, I just I, every week that they let her come out there with Ruby Riot and Sarah <laughs> Logan, that Vince ha- Vince hasn't like had a coronary. It's like what what? Why is this woman who looks like that with those others? Um, the fact that that hasn't happened is uh, somewhat surprising to me. So yeah, Liv Morgan probably your next Raw Women's Champion. <laughs> told you my my wife refers to the riot squad or has referred to the riot squad as cute scary scary (laughs) (laughs) pretty it's apt but also mean uh well it's it's a little bit my wife was a good person before she married me i'm not sure (laughs) not sure i'm a good influence all right you got her to watch wrestling so oh i've completely corrupted her um all right this took a strange turn um strange this discussion is your fault you were you're the one who forgot about the women <laughs> that's true how to how I, could I? I am much like john cena i am the woman respecter on this show well speaking of this show uh we did a crossover with take two takedown last week we appeared on their show and now they are they are appearing on our show this week. We're doing some cross-promotion. They are going to predict the WrestleMania card. So let's hear from the Take 2 Takedown. Here we are, folks. I'm John. And I'm Craig. And we're from Take Two Takedown. Take Two Takedown. Also known as T3. T3. We are pretty much the excellence of execution. Yep. We are the best there is, mm-hmm. the best there was, mm-hmm. and the best there ever will be. Definitely. Because of this, we have thrown down the gauntlet. Thrown. Challenged the wrestling life. Liam and Ethan, we got to let you know something. That to be the man, you have to beat the man. And we... At Take Two Takedown, are the man. So with that being said, let's get into it. All right. So to open it up, we'll do the Universal Championship match: Lesnar versus Reigns. We both went with Reigns. That's pretty much an obvious one. Yeah. Then you have the WWE Championship match with Styles and Nakamura. This one's a little bit harder because we like them both. But we went Nakamura because we both agree we needed to change. Right. We agree with that. We think it's going to be probably one of the best matches of the night, but I think Nakamura is the way to go. Yep. 
Then we get into the McMahon family feuds. Oh, there's so many of them. All right. So first off, on the Raw side, we have uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon against Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. Right. Or Grandpa, as we sometimes call him. We both picked uh, Rousey and Angle because you don't pay that much to a star like Rousey and have her lose her first match. I completely agree. And while Triple H and Stephanie McMahon like to win... They like to make sure that they are the most popular people on the show. They also know what's best for business. And what's, see what you did there. You like see what I did there? And what's best for WWE business is for Ronda Rousey to win. Absolutely. And then the other side of the McMahon family feuds, we have Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon going against Owens and Zayn. And this one, if Owens and Zayn lose, they are fired for good. Yep, That's what TV tells me. It's for good. So we went because we didn't want them to lose their job. KO and Sammy. Right. I think that's the way to go, and I think it's probably going to be them somehow beating Shane because oh, they're not going to let Daniel Bryan We both agree <laughs> it's not going to be clean. No, 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 no. And there will be more history with at least Daniel Bryan out of this, but we both agree it's not going to be clean, but they'll win. Right. All right. Now, let's talk about the women's championship. The ladies. Yes. On SmackDown, you have Asuka, who has challenged Charlotte Flair. It's Asuka. I we, think we, we both, both agreed, agreed on Oscar. <laughs> right. That's these, not even a question. These are our picks. So Oscar's going to win. Once again, we don't think it's going to be clean. We might see a Carmella run in. We don't know. But Oscar is going to win. She'll keep the streak alive. Charlotte is good enough and big enough right now that she can take the bump without losing any heat. Right. And then on Raw, we have the Nikki. Nikki. We have Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. That's right. Bliss versus Jax. We both agree Nia Jax is going to win. Uh, the bully story that they've built is at that pinnacle point where if she doesn't win, you're pretty much going to say that it's okay to bully people because they're bigger or have a different body shape or style. No, you can't have the plastics from Mean Girls win. That's right. So, Nia Jax, the unstoppable force. Exactly. And then we have this intercontinental thing with The Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. The problem with this one is we couldn't agree. I forced, I basically got him in the disarmor. Right. And forced him into agreeing that we are going with the Miz on this one. We're going to go with the Miz. Even though he just had a kid, and even though it happened just recently, and he probably wants some time off, he's only 20 days away from having that for the longest streak ever. So I feel that they're just going to at least let him keep it for that 20 days, hit that streak with the Intercontinental Champion, and then he'll go away for a little while to spend some time with his kid. So... We both agree on the Miz. Then we have this is where we fall asleep. What? There's, a, up, there's a match. There's a match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had the US Championship match. We have Orton versus Rude versus Mahal versus Rusev Day. And I think we both want to go because we love it so much. We're going for Rusev Day. Rusev Day. <laughs> Machka. Machka. All right, SmackDown. We have their tag team SmackDown of Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers versus New Day. So this is another one where we kind of bickered and fought like little kids behind the scenes. But what we, we do. finally agreed on Bludgeon Brothers for this one. We just figure it's new blood. It's a new taste. And, you know, even though the tag team situation at SmackDown is really good. Much better than Raw. Bludgeon Brothers is, you know, maybe it's their time. It's their time for now. Exactly. Speaking of tag teams, you have the Raw tag team titles on the line. You have the Bar versus Braun Strowman and whatever or whomever he chooses to bring. Right. It could be a cameraman. It could be somebody from the audience. It could be Rey Mysterio. It could be a beach ball. We don't know. Should we let everybody in on our dark horse pick? I say so. Go for it. All right. 
We're just throwing it out there, Johnny Gargano. Yep, I think that's the way to go. He's not under contract right now. Nope. He's got an unsanctioned match with Ciampa. However, you bring him up now, huge pop. Huge pop. Huge pop. So we're going to go for Braun Strowman and question mark to win this one. And whomever. Whomever it is, whether it's anyone or no one. All right, and that leads us into the Cruiserweight title match under the 205 brand, where it's Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. And this is another one where we agreed completely that it's Cedric Alexander, because we don't know how Mustafa Ali even made it this far. Exactly. So there are a few matches in there now for title contentions but that we have to uh, address. There is the potential. The potential. We still don't know. Of we either see Cena wrestle Undertaker or we see Cena drinking beers with Sasquatch. We're not sure what it's going to be. And this was another one we were unsure about. We did not agree. But I decided to side with John on this one. And we're going to go for the 75-year-old Undertaker to win the fight. That's right, because if The Undertaker is going to be there, he has to walk away from WrestleMania with a win this time. Because as you mentioned, he's already lost twice in a row, so therefore he's going to have to come back with a win. They're not going to put Cena over with Undertaker. And then we have our two Battle Royale matches. The first ever women's Battle Royale match that we should thank Stephanie McMahon for, for inventing women's wrestling five years ago. She is the goddess of female wrestling. Right. Uh, with that being said, you and I both came to the conclusion that it would be one of two ways one of two the winner things. will be determined. Mm-hmm. It'll be somebody that WWE doesn't want you to forget, or it'll be somebody that WWE wants you to recognize. Right. So for someone to not forget, we're going to go for the love of your life. Oh, Becky Lynch, I love you. Oh, so much so. So much so does John love her. Butterflies and hearts are flying around his head right now. So that's what we're going to go for. If it's somebody they want you to forget. Yeah. If it's somebody they want you to recognize or know, you're going to see somebody like an Ember Moon or uh, Kari Sane or or whoever they bring up from NXT that they want you to see. Exactly. Somebody they want you to remember. And then our men's battle royale. This is our wild card. This is our pick that is going to destroy everyone because we... We know. We know because we have so much love for him as a show and because, obviously, he is our best friend. Yes. And that is Mojo Raleigh. Two-time. Two-time winner of this Battle Battle Royale. Royale. And I think he's going to win. I know some people are not fans of him and how he, you know, really doesn't really wrestle and he's more just a giant guy playing football in the ring. I'm okay with that. Meh. Mm, Meh. Doesn't matter to me because he's still going to win. Yeah. Liam, Ethan. That's our picks. Yeah, exactly. Take them, love them, accept them, realize we're going to win. Exactly. You own and be humble when you lose. Right. That's all we can ask. That's all we can ask. So if you like the wrestling life, if you like Ethan and Liam, listen to our show, Take Two Takedown, because we're pretty much ten times better from what I can tell from our picks. Oh, absolutely. Please follow us. You can follow us on Twitter, at Take Two Takedown. That's T-O-O, because we put the O in your O face. A lot of O's. A lot of O's. All right, you can follow us there. If you want to listen to us, just look up Take Two Podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or Stitcher. We're on that feed because we are part of the Take Two Network, where they have their nice big show about Hollywood and movies and TV reviews, and we got tons of spinoffs, and we are one of their, I would say, nope, the most popular spinoff they have. I wouldn't even call us a spinoff. I'd call us the anchor. Uh, you know what? I think you're right there, John. I think you're right. So please follow us, listen to us, realize how much better we are than the wrestling life let's just end it this way Craig Mm -hmm. the wrestling life we are better than you Yes. and if you've got a problem with that we have two words for you two words suck it
right, we'll have to see how this all plays out on Sunday at WrestleMania. We will be back Saturday night, very, very late, slash early Sunday morning, talking about NXT TakeOver and the Hall of Fame, and we will be back late, late, late Sunday night into Monday morning to (laughs) talk about WrestleMania 34. That's all I got, Liam. You got anything else? Uh, yeah, we got we got to get out of here. We got we got to take a nap. The show's starting in like five minutes. I'm pretty sure. All right. So uh, until next time, I'm Ethan and I'm Liam, and we'll be back. We will be back very soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. I try to keep on keeping on